Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Tuesday, February 20th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today, we're discussing a landmark lawsuit that represents a decisive victory for street artists in the fight to legitimize and protect their work. But first, the headlines. Jakarta, the capital of Indonesia, is sinking, and it's sinking fast, with current estimates predicting that half the city will be underwater by 2030. To cope with the unfolding crisis, the city is building a $10 billion seawall to keep floodwaters out, but that's only a temporary solution. Parts of the city, home to nearly 10 million people, have sunk over 10 feet in the last few decades, and some areas are submerging at a rate of up to 7 inches per year. Some 60,000 Chinese troops have been deployed to plant trees in an extended area around Beijing, roughly the size of Utah. The region suffers from dense air pollution, with the vast reforestation project intended to counter smog that regularly envelops the capital and parts of the northern provinces, especially in winter. And 200 scientists from 25 countries are working on a project to simulate the conditions on Mars in southern Oman, where the desert terrain closely resembles the Red Planet. The Austrian Space Forum is leading the experiment, which will test technology including rovers, spacesuits, and a portable greenhouse for a future manned mission to Earth's neighboring planet. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. Money can't bring back Five Points, the bright yellow warehouse in Queens that became a graffiti mecca for street artists from around the world. When the building's owner, Gerald Wolkoff, unceremoniously whitewashed its art-covered walls one night in 2013, an unparalleled cache of world-class street art was irreversibly destroyed. But in a landmark ruling last Monday, a judge awarded $6.7 million in damages to 21 of the artists whose work was obliterated. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with associate editor Kara Weisenstein on the story. So for those of us who have been either living in or frequenting New York for years. Most of us have seen this building in Queens. Tell me a little bit about Five Points. Five Points was known as an international graffiti mecca. It started as a warehouse in Long Island City, Queens. And in the 90s, the landlord of the building started leasing space to artists. So lots of artists had their studios in this warehouse. And in the 90s, graffiti artists started um, using the exterior of the building as a showcase for their murals and, and street art. And by the 2000s, like 2011, 2012, 2013, it had really become this mecca for street artists, like really well-known street artists to come and show their work and yeah and then they tore it down so what happened 
That's right. So in 2013, the landlord, Gerald Wolkoff, decided to tear down the building and turn it into luxury condos, which is, you know, a very New York story. We see this sort of time and time again of artists and communities being displaced to make way for expensive real estate projects. So as you can imagine, the art community was really unhappy about this. Um, And there were protests. There was an attempt to get the British street artist Banksy to speak out about Five Points in order to save it. Then uh, what happened was, you know, in the middle of of all of this controversy, Wolkoff, the landlord, actually whitewashed the walls in the middle of the night in November 2013. And That was really horrible for a lot of these street artists. You know, they just saw their work erased overnight. There's a quote from one of the street artists that was cited in the lawsuit brought over this incident where she said that, like, seeing her work sort of halfway whitewashed and just kind of mutilated felt like she had been raped. So that that gives you, like, an idea of you know, how important and the magnitude of of some of this stuff. So after the walls were whitewashed, um, then in 2014, they actually tore down the building and now luxury condos stand there. What did this do to the street art community in New York? Because obviously it was a very heated moment and a lot of people protested. But did it change the way that the artists interacted with the city at all? Yes, I, I think it did. So this was a turning point in the fight to legitimize street art. You know, it's it's really hard to protect graffiti and and street art and the art community, you know, sometimes doesn't 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 view it as like real art. So after Five Points was destroyed, these artists got together and filed a lawsuit. So that lawsuit which was resolved last week was kind of monumental. Tell me about what it entailed. The ruling last week was landmark because it awarded $6.7 million in damages to 21 of the artists whose work was destroyed. That works out to $150,000 per artwork. And it, it really represents a decisive victory for these street artists in a fight to legitimize and protect their work. So what were they claiming exactly? Because a lot of times graffiti is on public or private property that isn't owned by the artists. So where does their agency and their ownership come in? Sure. So the issue here was actually that Wolkoff whitewashed all of the graffiti before all of his permits were in place. And so the judge actually sort of like slapped him on the wrist um, for not waiting the required months until he had gotten all his ducks in a row. Um, So that's really the issue that was at stake here. But because he like went out of his way to um, destroy the work on his own terms before everything was in place, like with the city. It The artists um, alleged that he had willingly gone out of his way to like destroy their work. As someone who has covered art for many years, do you think that this outcome will change or make a new precedent for artists and street artists specifically? I do. I think we'll see an uptick in spaces that are explicitly designated for street art. I think that this lawsuit and the loss of Five Points um, did a lot to elevate the value of street art in a lot of people's minds. 
And I think it provides an example of how, you know, work like this can can be curated. So I, I honestly think that there will be um, an effort to create spaces where where this work can be seen and appreciated in the future. To read Kara's full article on the Five Points lawsuit, go to vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>